Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Flight 008-012, ready for takeoff. You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. Are you locked into the Out of Home Podcast? You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. Featuring Kieran, Kwame, Yaf and Stephen. You London boys are crazy. Defo, bro. But it's like sick because you consider QR code to be anything. So mm. in our like, photography studio, we've got one that says like FAQ, how to do Wi-Fi, fire escapes or whatever. I mean, like, sick. Us giving them paper, just just take the photo and like all the info for you. Is, like, sick. sick. One, I'm lazy as fuck. And two, like, <laughs> <laughs> easier. Um, you guys got the mics on? Yeah, you guys. Just let, me, let me get a check, check around the room. Cheer, cheer, yeah, cheer, yeah, yeah, cheer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Test, test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you saying? Wow, you are loud. <laughs> it's a Sunday, you know. That mic, that mic, that mic voice kicked in real quick. My one. Uh, is he even plugged in? Is your thing mic turned on though? Oh my days, what's everybody saying, man? Good, man. Oh, hey, it's the Out of Home podcast you're listening to. Your boys, Kieran, Yaf, Stevens back in the building, Come Kwame, on. and we got a special guest, Mabdul. What's we saying, bro? Live and direct from London. Hey. Hey. How you doing, man? Welcome. I'm good, I'm Welcome. Good. Thanks for having Thanks me. Thanks for man. coming. No, we appreciate you coming, man. Um, literally, how was Sunday and we're all like kind of hungover. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. But the show must go on, you know what he's saying, isn't it? I'm 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 fresh. Yeah? I'm fresh. What were you up to, bro? I'm recharged. What uh, were you up to? I stayed with my quill. <laughs> this guy's got his yeah, notes. Nah, yeah, no, I've got my that's on my notes. Nah, Do you know what's why he didn't gonna... ha- he didn't mention any of this before nah. we started recording? Nah, I that is small little thing. So like Wow. Last time, now I'm looking around the building because last time around, um, Kieran, you made a comment. What? Wait, when? Last time we recorded, you made a comment what which did my I say? lawyers are currently looking into. <laughs> but, Who are your lawyers, bro? You said. No, no, no. no. What? Last week, you said you couldn't see no bars. Ooh. About to put the record straight. Right? What? Wow. Was Dude, that last week? What's going from on podcast here? to F64 real quick. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, my dad, to witness this, but like certain things can't go unchecked. No, what happens at Amsterdam stays in Amsterdam. What is going on? I don't know bro. what's going on right now. Last week you said I couldn't see no bars. That's because my lyrics are extraterrestrial, dipped in chocolate. <laughs> Simply put, these are Mars bars. <laughs> you're moving, you're moving like he, Stevie Wonder, Kevin, you can't Stephen see. Stephen trying to launch rap his rap cover. Without lyrics, that can't be me. Is he trying to? Yeah, I'm drawing you out. No. Oh! <laughs> my rap style's Southpaw because it. It can go a bit left. What is... But when I get it right, that's I... a hook. That's a line. That's a sinker. No, I am not rapping on Wednesday, you. call me Reggie I am not Blinker. rapping you. I am not rapping Right near when I tinker, I got I my hat filled. I am not clashing you, bro. I got I'm... my hat filled with rhymes and dreams. Try these lyrical lenses for those bars you could not see. <laughs> Chip said it best. Shaking right I now. am not clashing. Chip said it best, Kiki. You don't want it with me. I am Oh, not drop clashing. the mic. Dash the mic on the ground right now. <laughs> I'm starting this whole thing again. Oh. 
That is hilarious. <laughs> I was wondering why, why Stephen looks a bit apprehensive so, before the Yeah, bro, like he's proper like... There was something on his <clears throat> mind. Yeah. So there's a lot. Heavy I'm, looking at, I'm looking at him, yeah. No, bro, I'm looking at him and I'm like, why are you just like wandering around he's very business, the room? It, yeah. yeah, but I was like, look, I swear you know him, Abdul, so... Yeah. Why are, you, why are you looking all, sh- all shy and all of them things, Dad? Yeah, I feel flattered, you know. <laughs> and now, and now, I'm, now I'm on the receiving end of some flipping this track, this track. <laughs> Stephen, bro. I was moved. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not no, happy no, no, at now, all. Now we, now we can get into it. Oh, now, now we can we get can, into it. You know what's funny? You're probably the, the person who gives out the least smoke when it comes to Stephen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you just nah. wanted to come for me? Launch his MC. What's your, what's your MC name, Gon? Uh, tell soon, tell no, the world. It'll soon come. Tell <laughs> the world. Launching <laughs> your career <laughs> off the back words. of me. You must be mad, bro. <laughs> you know what? You're pissed now. Yeah, you're pissed. What a great start to the phone. You don't, you uh, can, it can only get better from here. It can only oh. get better. So that was like my stint at creativity. So obviously we've got Mabdul in the building. Come and on. you're probably one of the most creative people like I've come across in the way that you're... I, I won't even spoil it. Can you just tell the people like what you're doing, how you got into it, and then where your creativity comes from? Sure. So my name is Mabdul. It's actually Mohammed Abdul, but I don't want anyone knowing the government. So, Come on. you know, one day <laughs> I was making... Do you want making... us to bleep this out? But one day I was making... Um, um, PlayStation Network name mm. and like you know everything was taken so I thought hey let me try Mabdur and that basically stuck as a thing but creative Somali East London born and raised um, I take more photos and stuff and yeah just started in London taking photos of friends and before I knew it one thing led to another from being like 19 Hain University and taking photos on the gram for fun to end up shooting with like Stormzy Victoria Beckham and getting flown out to the world for like different stuff so it's been like an interesting, crazy, crazy journey. That's so sick. But like the one that it got me interested, you told me that it started off for uh, computer science. Yeah. So um, t- talk to me about that. That That's quite a jump. I thought I was going to make an app and become a millionaire, but really, <laughs> <laughs> but really kicked it up. But like, you know, A-Love was a pretty smart academic, went to university and I was like a giant wake up call. Like first year was cool. But when he got to second year, I was like, yo, I, d- I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. Mm. So yeah, luckily photography was just like, I think that like started to kick off. But it got to a point where like, I still didn't know what I wanted to do. So I took like a gap year and then that gap year kind of like established my name in photography. Yeah, interesting. That's it. Because I think the last one we were talking about creativity, we went around mm. the room talking about uh, our experiences, like trying to define it. And then I think, um, yeah, I think Kieran has some good points in terms of like what influences creativity what stifles it and then uh, it'd be good to hear like your point of view on you know what brought out your uh, creativity is it something that you think you're born with or was it something that you Maz, one, one sec, yeah. one sec, before you answer that yeah I think you got ahead of yourself because you came for me this morning yeah you came I know what you're going to say sorry sorry man we need a little pull up sound effect before you answer that question I thought the interview was going to be done in 10 minutes before you answer that question yeah Every every time we step in here and we record, <laughs> we do this thing called "What Made You Smile," isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. it gives us a minute to like take take stock of what's happened in the week and be grateful for something that's made us smile during that week. Yeah. Stephen came for me, <laughs> all guns blazing, and forgot. Forgot to run the show, <laughs> and he created the concept exactly. As well. <laughs> I forgot. That's what we do every week. So Stephen Apampa, what made you smile this week? Yes, yeah, because it's Sunday, my whole schedule's thrown out of sync. But what made me smile this week? Shaking um, chakras, man. So that yeah, this week <laughs> celebrated anniversary of Anna, so that was sick. Jeez, sick. Uh, four. 
Ooh. Like a World Cup. My guy, when's that, when's that, when's that ring coming, my G? When's that ring coming, my G? Huh? Hmm? <laughs> next holiday, next holiday. Uh, turn down. <laughs> Don't sound too bright now, do you? <laughs> dickhead. <laughs> That, that was sick. Went out for amazing, a couple of dinners, which was great. And it was great just to look back on like the time because I think I've been here like four years as well. So a large part of my outpost experience has involved her. So that was sick. sick. Um, and then apart from that, um, writing these bars was a great release. Um, shout out WH Smith, keeping my cartridge locked. Quality of my crew for, sure, for life, yeah. Uh, but apart from that, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good week. So I bounced back from the disappointment of last week. So I'm uh, going strong. You look well as well. Rejuvenated, man. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. New trim. Up. New good. trim. <laughs> yeah, for me, you smile this week, bro. Um, actually, do you know what, yeah? I was thinking about this mm. my cycle here, which was hella windy because <laughs> there's just like some mad storm that's going on in Amsterdam right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was a little moment when I was I was waiting for my flight on like during the week mm. I was going to London <clears throat> and there was like I was waiting in the lounge and there was this like blind guy and um the like the person who works for KLM was like bringing him to the to the seat where he, where he needed to sit she bought him coffee and stuff mm-hmm. I was kind of like watching I was like how's he gonna drink this coffee like but obviously because he's he's been blind like for a large amount of time I'm assuming he was quite well versed in doing it so he's like he's just sitting there man but he had shades on he's just sitting mm. there drinking his coffee. He just didn't look like he had a care in the world. And it just gave me a bit of perspective. It's like, there's always, there's always like a positive spin on things. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it was just a nice moment because I think a lot of people would look at something like that and always think about the negatives of, of you know, being blind, for example, or visually impaired. And um, yeah, it was just really nice. He just looked so happy and content. It was just... Mm. Drinking his coffee and just he had a good aura about him, man. So yes, yeah, sure. it was nice. It was a nice moment. That's dope, man. Yeah. Okay. Uh, me. Yeah, man. Um, I guess mine had, had a good week. Uh, work was good. Well, bro, actually, you started with, oh, you know what, you know what. So this one, I'm complicated. So uh, now this week was kind of like, kind of like, um, people made me smile to speak. Kind of been like focused on travel. So I'm going to Vienna in two weeks with my girl. Nice. For the first time. It's gonna be blitz, but I'm hearing that as the cultural capital of Europe at the moment. I'm. Um, a lot of places are sometimes, so even sometimes they try and say hole is. No offense to hole, but it's not really good to happen. Wow. Anyway, so I'm looking forward to like, seeing like, the imperial palaces, opera houses, and just, yeah, just immerse myself in somewhere new. And um, obviously, you might know I went to, to, to Ghana in December, but I haven't been to London properly in like, almost like four or five months. And I, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to go next month. And you know, them ones where it's, 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 it's about to be time, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's been, it's like, I miss my family, I miss my friends, so when I, I'm, I'm excited that I'm going back home because I haven't been in quite a while still. Shit. And then, like, in, in, in the group chat, what's that? All the man that I'm speaking about, like, playing footy on a Friday, and I'm just here, like, watching my phone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 so, yeah. So, no, it'll be definitely good to go Vienna and then eventually go back to London for the first time in five months. So, that's me, yeah. Hopefully that uh, was, was to your liking. It was wavy, it was wavy. What made me smile? Mine's pretty simple, man. Um... I haven't kicked ball for so long and I just played football on Tuesday night, which was good. And like just getting back and just feeling it, getting back into your rhythm like that. That's what made me smile. What was it? Was it just like returning to Yeah, like it wasn't the it wasn't when we played with Kwame. It was a it was a fiver, wasn't it? And like I don't really like fiver side that much, but when when I was playing, I was like, ah, oh, I can play this to be fair. 
Was you playing Fre- well? Like, was you was you feeling? Yeah, yourself? do you know what? I was playing with Freddie, and Freddie, me and Freddie were talking like the whole week about tactics. It's so funny. He's like, <laughs> right, <laughs> we're, we're gonna play, we're gonna play so and so here in the middle. You and me are gonna play at the back, and da 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 da. So like, and the plan went like just literally went to plan. So I was like, All right, cool, yeah, my guy. Yeah, that's it. about you, Mabdo? Um, being in Amsterdam, really, like mm. seeing friends I haven't seen in ages. It's been a hot minute since I've been here. Last time I was here was like October. Oh, but before then, like half the people I wanted to see, I didn't see. So seeing like old friends, old faces, and also seeing like what everyone's been up to in the time I haven't seen them, it's sick because I feel like everybody, like oh, everyone's going through shit. But like, like I don't know, I feel like because me being from an outside, I see it from the outside perspective. So yeah, I yeah. see like the good things and the growth over like a long period of time, whereas they like sometimes compare it to like everyday type of thing. So it's been, like, sick to see, like, friends just do, like, Mm. awesome things. So even, like, you guys, because I've met, like, so many sick new people this time. So it's been, like, great. Like, good to, like, get out of my, like, environment and absorb, like, new energies. Sick, sick, sick. You basically encapsulated everything that Out of Home is about. Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. So, so sick. Yeah, it's definitely, like, I feel like London as well is, like, more... London. I like London because of the people, and Amsterdam I like a lot because of the people. So I get, like, that vibe of it. Mm-hmm. What, what's the main difference that you notice between the two places? I don't have to travel an hour plus everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big, big win living here, man. Oh my days. It's a massive win. Trust me. What's the furthest that we travel? Like 20 minutes? Yeah. And people, That's the furthest. <laughs> and people are like, yo, I'm far out and it's like 20 minutes away. I'm like, yo, that's local. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in Slaughter, that. Yeah. Central London for us. Take like two hours to get across South London, man. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Southwest to southeast, isn't it? That's low, bro. Oh, it's mad. It's mad. Speaking about parts of London, so Mandy, you said you're from East yeah. originally. Where about? Stratford. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Maryland, same as Jay Huss. Oh, yeah. So, you know, pretty proud dope, of that. Because <laughs> um, I know we touched, like, um, very briefly on your, your, like, your journey and stuff, but, like, what was it like, man, growing up in East mm. London and, like, what was the vibes? It was sick, like, it was nice because, like, where I grew up, everyone was pretty much like a diaspora ethnic or like you know typical london story all living in council houses and so on so it's like a really good experience because as a kid like you know you don't see everything but obviously as you grow up then you realize oh shit we actually broke do you remember the moment when you when you had that yeah, yeah what like, was it i feel like college was kind of like you know but when i went to uni i was like oh people are again like Getting, you know, the student finance paid for, like, you know, getting their rent paid. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. People out here, like, ordering delivery twice a, month, uh, twice a week. <laughs> like, yeah, but um, it was interesting. Like, definitely love where I, like, grew up and raised. Wish I wasn't, like, raised up anywhere else. But it definitely, like, taught me everything I needed. And I feel like a lot of my, like, background and everything has to do with, like, growing up there. Because, like, you know, it's, it's nice, like, I have friends that live in London, but they weren't able to, like, have that experience of having, like, Growing up with other cultures and people in the same situation mm-hmm. as them, so very grateful for that. Sick, man. Where did you um? When did you like start taking up take, taking photography? Uh, I wanted to be a YouTuber during college times, and yeah, like, <laughs> A level media. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna become a YouTuber. Got a camera and gave up after two months. <laughs> what was that? Um, I think during uni, when Instagram first like started to pop, mm. I started taking photos and like meeting up with people online, taking photos with friends, missing lectures, and it was just fun. What so year is this? Like, what year is this? <sighs> Oh, so. Oh, so, 2014? 2014. 2014. Okay, okay. And then, yeah, it just started off like that. Yeah. Which uni did you go to? Greenwich. Greenwich. Yeah. Dead. 
<laughs> I feel like uni London life isn't isn't uni. It's like extended sixth form. Like, it's true. Yeah. Do you live at home as well? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was yeah. trying to save as much pee as I could, but I realized Imagine. I should have just abused student finance and and lived out. That, that was the one thing because like, my mum was insisting that I needed to go um, like out because I I just didn't want to. I felt like just do the school thing and then that'll be it. So I think the first one I went to was Portsmouth, and that was like a culture shock because then you, you just see stuff that I'd never seen before surrounded by things that I'd never yeah. seen before yeah. outside of London is scary bro like, <laughs> like, like really because I went south and then um, when I did my MBA I went uh, I went north Liverpool so like honestly it's like a different mm. world out there like different people di- completely different mentality and it just helps you uh, grow as a person like the first place I moved to was an absolute madness because mm-hmm. we got um, uh, we got in so we got in uh, to the uni it was like through the relegation scrap so clearing and then, um, so we secured an apartment, like, last minute. Yeah. Uh, we didn't know any Why of the people. Why is everyone laughing, Relegation. Clearing. Made a magical 40 points and got clearing. And then, um, so the first apartment, we just had to pattern it. So um, we got there, and there's seven, seven of us in total. So the girl in there is, like, hooked on gin. Uh, there's a guy in there that's uh, hooked on like MDMA, no. and the other two like the, the kind of nerdy guys. They're just like weed heads. And then there's a girl and a guy downstairs, or a couple, and um, they were on the hard stuff. They were on the hard stuff. So I remember the first night we were on a table like this, and then uh, we're playing card games. And then like I just see like a white substance on the table. It's like, who spilled sugar? <laughs> I'm gonna have to clean it up. So I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm reaching to go. <laughs> I'm reaching to go clean it up, and then this guy goes. I just looked at my friends. That ain't sugar. <laughs> it's that book of sugar. <laughs> so that, that, that was a sign that it first hit me. I was like, I am. Oh, not, shit. I am not at home. Like this is. We're this not is... in Kansas. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I realized that this is this is different levels, and it's just like kept having like those kind of experiences with different random random people and then it's just like something you learn off but I, I probably wouldn't have got those experiences had mm. I stayed in my comfort zone mm-hmm. if, I feel like if I went out of London for uni I would have probably become a nitty not gonna lie because <laughs> <laughs> uni life out of London is just like you get smashed there's nothing else to yeah. do in those mm-hmm. towns and cities mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah, true 100%, 100%. Right. so um you how like I don't like to um define or like put people in boxes but so how would you define mm. what you are what you do I'd say first um, like a photographer but I feel like photography was like my gateway drug to this whole creative life okay ended up like trying like different things from like producing to directing to then like doing more videos to even mm. just like consulting or just doing things so I'd generally like if there's one thing I'd just say creative okay. like just mm. more like now it's just any cool idea in my head I just want to make into like a reality Sick. like and, oh, sorry, I was gonna say how do you define uh, what creative is because we had like a debate on this it's like we couldn't really we can work out if everybody is a creative or if certain people are creative. So in your opinion, like, how do you define a creative? A creative is someone that's like working on their passion or their craft or their art in any ways or means necessary. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, something physical. It could just either be like writing or just like them even just, you know, going on experiences or so on. As long as they're like doing what they like and it's like some sort of art or something that they enjoy and they're like working on that i think that's like them being creative because mm. like in order to make something happen you have to be creative to make it like 
go from like an idea to an end finish yeah product. we spoke about that mm. we, we saw it as like a, a two-part thing because it's one thing to have the idea it's another thing to, to bring Actually it to life execute, or to yeah. communicate it to inspire mm. your team or whoever to bring it to life you know so <clears throat> i agree with you man i think that that's that's definitely mm. like how we kind of saw it do you think anyone can be creative 100 like, percent. Yeah. anyone can be creative but not everyone that is a creative can be I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> <laughs> it's all on the edge. Yeah, that's 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 rewind, that's rewind. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to drop there. You know what? You're trying to be bare deep in that like, part. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so when, when did you... Um, so like to go back a bit here. So you've grown up in, in East London. You've gone to uni. You weren't really feeling it. Like when did you start getting into photography? Mm. And what made you start getting into photography? I think it was just something I did for fun and I enjoyed it. But like... Back then, it was on Instagram, and I'd take photos. And, like, back then, like, early days of Instagram, like, other people would hit you up, hey, let's shoot, let's hang. And, like, okay, there was also all, all these other photographers. that So that definitely helped me, like, I wouldn't be anywhere I am in my career if it wasn't for the friends or people that I met. Like, Stephen helping me out with a couple things and bouncing off, like, people's energies. So, like, back then, I met, like, loads of other photographers who were on the same level. So, like, we'd always hang, push each other, help each other. And it was kind of the sense of, like, everyone I met, I kind of took, like, a piece of their pie. Yeah. Not, like, you know... Give me a pie, no, but more it. like yeah, 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 yeah. you gain something from everyone you meet. So mm. the more and more creators and photographers I learn can help me like redefine my style and see things in like a different perspective. Would you say it's important to hang up, like hang around people that are doing the same thing? Because I feel like some people that are creative like to work in isolation. Definitely. But do you, what um what detriment like what are the negative things that would happen if you just don't? Like, hang if you don't, like, it's, it's just sometimes like just vibing off people's energies. Yeah. Sometimes you might just like you might be in like a you might have just like overworked and sometimes you just want someone else to like also crave people. You don't have to always do craves. Like sometimes you just want someone you can just chill and hang with and mm. just make it like, you know, there's a shit ton of work, but just like, yo, if we're busting jokes, at least it's a bit more bearable. So I feel like it's, it's definitely nice to have someone else you can definitely bounce off and like, there's only so much you can achieve yourself and mm. there's only so much you can achieve yourself and they'll get to a point where like, you're going to need help or you're going to need someone. So I feel like definitely like, there's time to work by yourself for your things, but like, you're going to need help. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, you said you would link up with some like photographers that were at the same level. And I guess maybe when you were, when you were like, when you were like starting out, you would, you do things maybe like um, t- together as a group project. And now you've reached a pretty high level. Do you, do you work in isolation or do you ever have to combine and work with someone else for Definitely some so of the like, projects you're doing? Most of my projects now, it's like, I can't do, I could do myself, but like, that's like five days of stress and anxiety, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I don't want. So like, I'd prefer to like, give it to like a bunch of friends just so like the workload's better i can definitely focus 100 percent on my thing and yeah. make sure like that's to like a perfect quality yeah. and in that way like because there's less work to do i can make a better quality and then like we can get more projects down that way yeah. so yeah. i would always prefer to like work with a team but if it's like something i can't do my by, by myself i'd rather do it by myself okay. Thank you. That's good. and that's uh, one of the key things to where you are today is that that network and uh, obviously, like the social media era, I think more and more we see people connecting. And then I think we spoke about it a while ago about uh, the benefits of social media in terms of building your network and being able to just reach out to people. How's like network in general played a part in where you are today, and what's social done for you? Um, if it wasn't for social media, I definitely wouldn't be where I am today. Mm. Definitely wow. played like a big part of my thing because like. I don't know. For me, like I said, I grew up on like Instagram taking photos. So like, if it wasn't for me posting these photos, if it wasn't for me being on social income with these people, 
people don't find out about me or see my work. And a lot of my work now is through like recommendations or people recommending. So that's definitely one thing. And my first ever job was because someone from Puma and Complex saw one of my photos and they hired me for that. So sick. that wouldn't have happened oh. if social media didn't exist. Plus it's sick being able to just like link up with people, get inspiration and easily message stuff. So like it's definitely been like an accelerator for my mm. career. And then when did you start doing that? Because I think you mentioned uh, when you wanted to be a YouTuber, but like, I think that's an important thing and we'll touch on it later. But when you first came to, when we all first came to Amsterdam, then it's kind of like you start the slate from clean. You've got no network or mm. you have very little network yeah. out here. And then obviously through the years, we can see where we are now. But um, yeah, just interested, like when you first started trying to build a network, were you conscious that that's what you were doing or it just... Natural it was like team. more like unconscious, but I, I just was more as like rather than like trying to network, it's just like meet people and meet friends and just trying to like see what they're about. Not like the sense of like, yeah, this person likes Adidas, they're going to give me a job, yeah, but more yeah, the yeah. sense of like, yeah. just, you know, they could put you in touch with someone or like if you leave a good impression, they might then like for the future, like, I don't know, six months or one month from now, be like, hey, like recommending me for a job. Because a lot of like my big jobs in life have always been through like recommendations or like something I did for free two years ago has now come back to me in life to bless me. That's really important mm. because in a world now where <clears throat> lots of people, it's, which is a good thing, like there's a mindset of like knowing your worth. And so I feel as though a lot of people from the get-go, they want to be paid for their work. And there's always this joke of, of like, you see the memes all the time, like, oh, you get more exposure if you do this job for free. Or, yeah. You know, like in the music industry. And stuff. Um, like rapping about racks, but where is it? Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And so I think, like, that's, I think that's just a really interesting point that you've done stuff in the past for free and like, it's come mm. back to... I like, still do, like, stuff for free now. Like, I feel like you should always do stuff for free because, like, if you're working in your craft, no, no one's paying you to do that. Yeah. Like, it's, it's free work, but... Mm. I just like like to add up everything in life, like not look at the money, but like, is it sick? Am I gonna learn from it? Am I gonna like actually enjoy it? Do I actually want to post these people and so that I want to do it? And another thing, no one needs to know it's free work. Mm. Yeah. Like no one needs wow, to know. That's so it. true. Yeah. Mm. So it's, at the end of the day, like yeah, as long as it's like a good looking image, I'd rather do that for like less than like a job that'll pay me sh- dumb racks. But it's like I don't want to show that. And like half the times when it is like a big job like that, I'm just like. Please don't credit. <laughs> just yeah. like, yeah, I'll take mm-hmm. images and go. No, I, I think that's so important what you said about like uh, working on your craft, like that isn't free, it's important. But I think sometimes as well, like like you have said, people just can, like if your heart is not in the right place and you're only chasing money, then that means your mindset from the from the offset is kind of skewed. Yeah. And it's and if it's passion and you're if it's passion and you keep and you keep working on your craft, then like it's, it's there's a lot of potential that it, it could it could come your way, right? Hundred. And then. But I think if, if you're only focused on, like, making money and that, then, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, so I think it's very important if you do have a passion just to, just to like, do it for that mm. and then see, see what comes. Like, that, that's how I feel about, you understand, about, yeah, about my uh, creativity and my creative endeavours. So. Yeah, I think it's good to know, like, just run. I'm super curious in everybody's story. Like, what have you done uh, for free and then what would have been the benefit that you perceive? So, like... Uh, for me, I think it was around when I finished uni, around 2010, I think it was. It was like the global recession, so like it's bare oh, hard. It's bare hard to find like work or anything. So like, all my classmates were all really struggling or getting really low paid jobs. Uh, but I actually did a lot of like volunteering at different places. I think random places as well. I think I went to like a basketball club in South Wales, like um, 
what was that? It was like a PR, was like a PR someone like for bus. I was doing layups in Cardiff. Running suicides. So bearing in mind, I'm based like predominantly north, like going all the way to South London to like cover a basketball game in Brits Direct. So you hear your jump. Reporting on that, but then like I got some contacts there. I got to see a new uh, element of life, and then I was just going around to different places, just seeing what I could do, like yeah. connecting with people, having conversations. It's frustrating because a lot of those conversations didn't manifest to anything. But like years later, like those seeds just finally came about, and then yeah. some of those people like hit me up and like, oh yeah, I remember uh, what you did back then. Nice mm-hmm. to see you grow. So like, I, yeah, I didn't see it at the time. I was bare frustrated, but. Um, it's a really good point that you make trying to do something free. So I don't know. Mm. Have you guys any, any done anything free? Um, I think we always give stuff away for free without realising it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So like, you can be having a conversation with someone, dropping gems, mm. and that person's lapping up and you don't even know. So mm. I think, um, yeah, like especially all of us in the room, right? like we have sick experiences, we've done dope stuff. And just by having a, a conversation with someone, it's like, you know, we're all going to learn off of, off, off of each other. Yeah. And so I think people always giving stuff away for free without even realising it. Um, that's fair. Yeah, that's just how I look at it. It's fair. Have you ever done anything for free, though, in a, in a literal sense, rather than having a conversation? Or well, something you invested a lot of time in, and, yeah. you know, you, you see the results. Mm. Yeah, like, there's projects that I've done that I've, like, had to no budget and like I'm doing it from my pure mm. sort of um yeah well this yeah this is a, this is a good example. It's just fine. It'll be worth it, it'll be worth it. Like we don't really like for example this, we don't really have an end goal per se, but we're just doing it because we know it's a dope idea and it like brings people together. Yeah, and we just enjoy talking to people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like as long as it's fun and you're like, enjoying it, like mm. I think that's like you're 90% of the way there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, you can't have you done anything for free? Um, yeah, a lot of things. Some experience? A lot of internships. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, a few places, like Days of Confused, Independent. Mm. Daily Mail, but I must caveat, I must say <laughs> that it wasn't the show's desk, it was the finance desk, so it was even more dead. But Finessing yeah, from um, the inside. <laughs> yeah, trust me. <laughs> um, and then um, also uh, BBC Radio 1, mm. like, um, everyone one time on air with like, the OG Tim Westwood. And um, I did not know that. Yeah. Learning a lot about Kwame recently, bro. Trust me, bro. You don't mind ever asking stuff. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, a linguist. Then, um, but then basically I got to a stage where I was like, and I had a retail job post university, and I was like, okay, these um these placements are cool, yeah. but only for two weeks. And I like I, I didn't I didn't want to get to a stage where I was the 25-year-old intern, because like it that's not why I left uni. And then luckily I met someone actually at a, a club. Plan B in Brixton, I think during Bomb. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, the reason I was able to get work for that company was because I had, I had basically, I had, I had started a blog with, with uh, one of my brothers, Matt D. And I, w- w- as I wanted to be a journalist or what I do now, I thought I need some kind of platform to show people. Like, mm. there's no way I can say, oh, I'm a writer. Have you got anything? <laughs> no, but I write really well. They ain't gonna believe me. You understand? Yeah, 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 yeah. So basically, my, my, my mindset paid off because. I was like, this work, this, this work, it, it, it's for me, but also it's to show people. Yeah. It just so happened that the branch that lady worked for could help me out, so shout out to her. That's um, it. I, I posted a lot of stuff about that, so she already saw that I kind of had it. I kind of had an inside track. And then I, I honestly think I wouldn't be or 
am today working for the company I am right now mm-hmm. if I didn't meet her at that time. That's so mm-hmm. sick. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and like you said, like, it's just the it's like random events could take you a long place. You understand? Like, mm-hmm. maybe I would have got to the stage, but I don't think, I don't yeah. think I'm here. Or, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I did a lot of things for free and it paid off. Mm, sometimes it doesn't even make sense at the time. You're yeah, just doing it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But you realize you're going to do this because if I do this, it's going to open doors for me in this way because you kind of know where you want to go. So you just take those stepping, st- those stepping stones forward. Uh, um, two things come to mind. Um, when I used to work at Nike um, in the store, Nike Town London, I used to work for, um, do the soccer Bible stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I used to write like online um, reviews for them, boot reviews. And then um, radio, uh, Bang Radio back in the day, I had a show there on a Tuesday night. And I'd worked there in the week as well, but like it weren't, it weren't, weren't paid at all. But it was just the experience, you know what I mean? Like the media experience, the writing... Like, have, like having to interview guests, having to put a radio show together. Who knew that I would be doing a podcast five years later where all of this stuff comes in handy, do you know what I mean? So at the time, I loved to do it and I wanted to be a presenter, but other things came in my way sort of thing, so I had to kind of move this way a bit. But um, yeah, it's nuts how like certain things just come full circle. And I think it's really important that you can kind of just trust in your own, your own vision and walk in your own, like, or work, walk your own journey because you don't know when things are going to pop up, especially if you're just doing something that you love doing. Isn't yeah. It? So, yeah. Mabdul, how do you know, how do you know when it's like right to do something for free? Mm. Like, <clears throat> I like sit back, build one. And then, <laughs> then, uh, I'll just like assess everything. Like I'll take away the money aspect. So just like, just don't look at the money, but just like evaluate everything. Like, can I get some sick photos that I can then use for like my portfolio of other pictures or proposals? Mm. Can I then like, like, would it be a good image? Is it sick to do? Are the people dope? Am I gonna get like a couple links and contacts from there? Is it gonna be fun? And like most enjo- like most important thing for me is like, is it something like I'd actually like enjoy waking up to mm. and have a smile on my face and know that like, yeah, I'm gonna put 100 into this because it's like a cool, interesting project and I want to do it rather than like, yeah, this it's a big bag. Mm-hmm. And like, but I don't really fuck with it. I'm not gonna do it, and it definitely shows in my work when I'm not like that, like fueled in for it. Because mm-hmm. like, if 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 I love that shit, I'll go hard. Mm-hmm. If I don't, like, yo, the client gets what they want. Like, yeah. What some of the like biggest lessons you've learned, like, on your journey? When's the when's the last time you like lost a role or something? Oh, I lost a client recently. Oh, like, I've, I've gone through loads of fuck ups. Like, I feel like I fucked up more times than I've won, oh, <laughs> and I've won a lot, but. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, I don't even know. Like, um, I had a job. N- not gonna say the client's name. Sick job, crazy access to everywhere. I got lit the night before I missed my flight. So, oh, yeah. bro, <laughs> come <Ooh. I> think. <laughs> Yeah, it happens. It happens. Yeah, it does. But, like, it does. You know, it does. I, 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 at least I apologize. Luckily, I had a boy that I knew, so I was like, "Yo, bro, save my life." <laughs> so in that sense, but I feel like, in that sense, it's definitely taught me like how to like fix things and mm-hmm, how to like mm-hmm. properly apologize and like mm-hmm. negotiate things because before in the past if shit fucks up yeah i'll be like yo fuck this person yo i'm done whereas now i'm just like i'll just call him like yo let's talk about this let's be civilized let's try to like you know the bridge is burnt or like you know we can't rebuild it but like you know the bridge is burnt and it can't be fixed but we can try like build a new bridge or like you know mm-hmm. fix it at least no, yeah, yeah. what would you say is the thing up until now that's like taught you the most it's like What's been biggest L and like how did you like how did it shape or form what's made you who you are today? There's a lot. <laughs> there's, there's honestly so much like 
I've definitely taken more because even like when I first started photography, so I was at university, did an internship for a year. The internship was good. I proper honed my photography skills, but like I wasn't like haven't made it yet. I'd get a few jobs in there, but you know I was in London. Like moment you get a bag, like it disappears tomorrow. Yeah. So like it was that sense. But like I quit uni, and those like the year after that was like the most broke year of my life. But I was living my best and worst life at the same time. If I wasn't like doing something terrible, I'd be doing something like amazing, and then back to like you know ends in reality, and then back to like you know that. But um, I say the biggest hour I took, one fat hour I took is even just like you know when you get emails for jobs or proposals or campaigning, you're getting so gassed up. Like I already spent the money in my head, and yeah, it, yeah, it falls yeah. through. <laughs> so that definitely told me like not to get too gassed up about things, and always to like prepare for the future, plan ahead, because like. Yeah, in case something doesn't work out, I'm like, I've got 10 other things that will work out. You spoke earlier about how social media was pivotal to help you to get to where you are now. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious to know, like, how did, you, how, how did you find photography as the thing that you wanted to sort of chase as a career path? Like, what, what, was, what was it about photography that you really gravitated towards? Mm. It was more like everything else to do, uh, like, around photography. So when we take away the camera and taking photos, it's like the experiences I went on, the friends I'd meet and connect with, the places I'd go to, even just like, yo, let's go to a new place in London we haven't been to before and just hang out, going to, like, rooftops or cool locations. Even, like, the experiences, like, getting to shoot music shows or fashion awards and so on and so on. So more like the lifestyle around photography, which is what I enjoyed more. That's and I feel interesting. like my photography is mm. more like, me documenting the yeah. experiences of things that I go across in life. That's crazy. That's actually sick. Yeah, I've never yeah, thought never, about never, that. Never, never. Yeah. Me neither. Bro, think about your jobs, right? Take away the actual job aspect. I know you guys have done some mad, lit, crazy, like, you know, experiences. Or, true, or job. This guy, come on. Like, I was, yeah. <laughs> 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 he shall remain nameless. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it's, that it's more like the lifestyle and the things that is, the doors that is open more than the actual, like, you know, the full aspect mm-hmm. of it. That's really cool, man. Yeah, I man. think that's such a sick that's, perspective. That's yeah. Sick. What's been like um, one of your like most proudest pieces that you've done or proudest piece of work that you've, you've shot? Proudest? Yeah. I shot the... I think it was with Steven. I think maybe I think maybe half of Steven and someone else, but I shot the Nike World Cup kits oh, wow. in 2018. And that was sick because it was like... It was, it was, I'll show you the photos in a bit, but like, I was very, very happy with that work. And at that time to like do World Cup kit, that's mm. also my, like one of my first Nike projects because, you know, I was shooting the World Cup kits for Nike. So that was awesome. I'm very proud of that. And the other thing I was proud of is working with Storms and going on tour with him for the G-Sub tour because that was just a, a crazy experience. What was that like? Yeah. Talk about that for a little bit, man. And how Imagine did, just how going did on it tour, come about yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I'm sure like... People we always say that people always see the end result. Mm. Like the pro, I feel like the process is really the, the story, right? It's like the interesting part. Mm-hmm. No, it is my favorite story because people like actually like this one. So um, one day Storm's tweet back in like 2015, I was at work and there was a show he did in Shoreditch, I think for Vice, like a quick free, free song type thing. So like I just pulled up there with my camera, enjoyed it, took photos, took photos of him and his people, posted on Twitter. He, re- he like reposted that, like Sick. liked everything, followed me. I was like, yo, bro. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Bodies are sick, da 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 I was gassed and like a couple of days later, I'm in the office working on my internship here. Next to my bosses, I get a phone call. So he's like, Mo, are you free? Are you free um, tomorrow? And I'm just there like, yeah, I'm free tomorrow. My bosses are looking at me like, oh, what's, what's going on? So I got invited to shoot his Oxford show back when he was doing Dreamers. Is that Dreamers Dreamers Disease. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, Live in the Flesh tour for Dreamers Disease. Mm-hmm. So that was sick. So I shot that and it ended up like building a relationship with him and his team. So sick. every time they had like a shoot or something, they'd be like, yo, pull up, just hanging out. And during then like, I'd shoot more and more things. And, like, you know, when you, in London, you go to events, like, bumping into him here and there. Yeah, mm-hmm. And then one day we did the cold music video. And right there and then, I just asked him, like, bro, can I come on tour? And he, he said yes. So And to, like, I put myself in that situation and asked him, like, I wouldn't have gone on tour. Because it was literally the sense of just me saying, yo, can I come on tour? And he, he just said yes. And before I knew it, I was, I was touring the UK. That is That's crazy. crazy. How was that experience? Like, did you mean, like, a like, so, like, um, And then also taking photos of... I'm a typical Londoner that hasn't really left London yeah. so it was my first time seeing all these like apart mm. from like uni times when you see your friends and stuff yeah, but like yeah. that was crazy because like it was sick but on tour with them as well, bro we had a chef on tour that was mad what? like yo breakfast dinner and lunch was so it like it was and it was an auntie so you know you're getting proper <laughs> good yo proper Shouts good food. food yeah so that was sick but it was just an interesting experience because like I feel like that definitely like it wasn't I don't think that was the thing that blew me up in photography but it definitely showed me like this is the level I'm working on. This is the level I get to see yeah? And seeing how, like, them lot moved, how them lot were working, definitely, like, put perspectives into, like, a whole different flick for me because it's kind of, like, how far I was grinding and working on, I was like, nah, there's actual levels to this. Mm-hmm. So definitely, like, after tour, definitely put a different mind perspective into my mind because I was like, I experienced this. And I was like, yo, like, I'm trying to, an interesting experience to, like, be able to do that. Plus, it taught me, like, like, shooting all day, quickly editing, going to the next city. It definitely helped me with my, like, Workflow and productivity. Because mm. people are shouting, where's the photos? And I'm like, shit, I'm burst <laughs> right now. So, yeah. I feel like it's dope how um, you, what you just said, like you see the reason why these guys are so, so mm. successful because you see the work rate required to be where they are. Yeah. And it's like you feed off of that energy and like, shit, I need to start my game because yeah. these lot are going hard. Yeah, and it feels like, um, Kevin Hart's a great example, right? Where people mm. always say he's the hardest working guy in show business. And you kind of see the output from that where he's just like so successful, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's sick. I like that. Thank you, man. That's Thank dope. You. Yeah. It's been an interesting journey, but I'd definitely say those things were interesting. But there's probably others, but I feel like if I keep on talking, it's never going to end up stopping. <laughs> Have you got time? Yeah, yeah. man. How, how do you then start spanning from photography into other creative projects? Um, so one thing I did like from young, I'd always do like fake campaigns or personal projects. Like, my first Adidas job was because I did a fake Adidas shoot and they ended up liking that more than the actual campaign. No, so right. I began a job from that. So I'd always, like, come up with these cool creative ideas in my head of, like, you know, sometimes I get bored of photography. So I'm like, what can I do that's different that's going to be, like, a, a different thing? And especially on the socials, I'd always, like, 
do content that's like more for socials, but like in a different way, not just a typical photo mm. or a typical video trying to play with like graphics and animations and so on and so on. So like it was more of the sense of like starting off from photography and then getting bored, but just trying like, how can I spice up this photo more? How can I add an extra little like pop? Mm-hmm. Or how can I make sure people are going to look at this for more than two seconds on their phones? So it's more of that sense. Plus um, my first video job, I didn't know how to do videos, but the money was too good to say no. So I just told myself. Yeah, bro. Imagine. Yeah. That's crazy. I feel as though um, with, like, for example, that, that video thing, you always learn how to, how to do something, yeah, especially yeah, yeah. when, like, there's two motivations, well, the money, but then there's also, like, I'm going to learn a full-time skill off the back of this as well, and it's going to help me more longer term. I feel like everything that you've said has been not about the money more about learning and new experiences because i feel like even i'm pretty sure your mom's a, my mom drops his bob so many times when i was a kid but money comes in hard and goes out easy yeah and money m- money comes and goes so it's more in the sense of like i don't know i feel like at one point i burnt myself up because i was just working 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 trying to like you know get money and, and build up the savings but i realized that like 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 you said earlier about you can just work 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 and like you're not gonna grow because you're just taking on work whereas if you do like your passion projects mm-hmm. and personal things, those are what's going to grow you. You're going to get known for those and like you're going to get jobs similar to those so then you can do it. Whereas if you're always doing corporate stuff, you're only going to get corporate jobs. Whereas if you're doing these passion projects, like one day I do a video, I might get a video directing job. One day I do a cool fashion thing and now I'm going to get mm-hmm. a fashion job. So it's showing that like you are versatile. And sometimes it's just to show people like, yo, you, you can do this. Because yeah. unless you show them what you're capable of doing, they're not going to know. Yeah. So they're not going to think like, yeah, if I didn't do videos or show people I did videos, people wouldn't have come to me for videos. So it's more showing That's them what's capable. One thing I had a question about is, um, so you mentioned earlier around school and then um, trying to be a YouTuber. Uh, the key ingredient here, and I think it's something that we can all um, identify with, what did your parents say? <laughs> like, how, how was that? You know, because like, I know what I'm going to, if my mum, if I go to my mum, like, okay, cool, um, this uni stuff, I'm gonna be a crave. I know. I know. There's a hot slap coming my way. So like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so how was how was that dynamic early on, and how's it now? I feel like proving your African parents wrong is great motivation. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my mom was actually very cool with her children. Like, obviously, she was a bit upset, but she was very like, I don't know. She said something to me which kind of stuck with me. She was like, "Yo." I, I left Somalia and came here for like a better life for you so that you could do things that we didn't have the chance to do. So just know like, yo, mm-hmm. I've done what I can and everything's like on you now. So like, yo, do you. If you fail, you fail. If you win, that's on you. So, but she was mm-hmm. like, I'll, I'll always support everything you do. And my dad was like, yeah, you're going to fail in life. <laughs> <laughs> w- would you say there was a moment or a project where they're like, oh, you know, mm. that, that moment where it's just like, they, they got it, the penny dropped. Like, was there something... Was that yet to come, or has there been a moment? Like I think there has been, but you, you know, African parents sometimes they, they don't understand that. Like my sisters would be like, "What's going on to Stormzy? Who's <laughs> <laughs> he? <laughs> there's no wind outside today." <laughs> like, <laughs> but um, I think the day she 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 realized was um, I did it today at Apple Talk at the Regent Street store, Sick. and I told my sister to take my mom and tell her, "Hey, we're going out for dinner." Ah, so right. like you know, she cut my my sister's like, "Ah, oh, my iPhone wire broke. I need to quickly go cop one." Right. So she comes in there seeing a big screen, me talking and everything. So that was like a moment she was like, "Oh shit!" 
This little nigga is like, you know, <laughs> wow. It's like, I gave birth to this guy. <laughs> yeah. That's so sick. So That's that was sick, definitely man. like a, a very, very proud moment for me because it's like, there's always like telling them and showing them on your phone, but for them to like physically see with their eyes, it's yeah, like a whole true. nother, a whole nother thing. Mm, that's true. No, that's that's sick. And then uh, what about you, man? Has there been a moment where with your, with your parents where you've had that moment where they're like, okay, cool, yeah. I, I get it, or is it still an ongoing question? Before that, <laughs> yeah, has like answer that question, but before you answer that, like telling your parents like, yeah, I want to do this, or has there been a moment, or even like I'm moving to Amsterdam. <laughs> Yes. No, we've, we've had this yeah, we had to, yeah. times. It's so funny because um, when I was moving here, my dad thought I was moving to be a football coach. Like, he just didn't understand at all, innit? So that's probably, like, the best oh, example gosh. of the... Not the ignorance, but, like, the, how our parents are just so oblivious to, yeah. the, to the to worlds that we work in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, my was, uh, just generally working in the sports industry. My mum would be like... If they win on the pitch, are they going to pay you? <laughs> I'm, I'm like, like it's, not, it's not working like that. Regard, regardless of what happens, like the money's still coming in. Like, I just don't know about Mom, this. Mum's always wants to know what's the bag, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting paid, though. You're getting paid, though. Always a bag. And it, it's funny, because even when you're going to do free free work, oh, trying to explain to my mum, she's like, I'm going to go out there and do free work. She goes, she's like, but slavery has ended. <laughs> <laughs> So I was just pretending I was getting paid. I was just like, yeah. It's just an easier conversation to pretend I was being paid. But like, anytime I was bring, bringing up working for free. <laughs> That's nuts, bro. I, I, I guess for me, I had it in my head when I was a fan back in London um, before the role I have now. I remember I was kind of shocked to tell my parents that, like, basically, I knew what was happening, but I, I, didn't, I didn't want to let them know until the last stage, until it was full. Yeah. And when I told them, oh, Looks like moving to Amsterdam. I would have been like, no, don't go. Cause I'm still living in a house called mm-hmm. and you know, like passed in London for rent and crazy. It don't make sense. And I might not even now, but you understand. And then they were like, yeah, cool. Like we support you. Like mm. do, 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 do your thing. And I was kind of Mabdul um, kind of relates to what you said about like because our parents they they went on this journey to leave home mm. and, to, and to provide a platform for us. And so I guess they kind of thought, yeah, we left. So if there's an opportunity, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can like better yourself. Mm-hmm. By all means. Go for it. Um, um, I still don't think, like, to this day, my mom actually knows what I do or what it means. <laughs> I remember one time I tried to send her a piece of work. She's like, oh, Grammy, I can't see it. I was like, Mom, just, like, look at the whole email. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, the, the first bit. She's like, oh, okay, okay. But, like, other than that. But you know it went over her head still. Yeah, still. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. After what I do today, she, she, all, she, all she told you is the company. Yeah. What do you do? Told so, like, if I worked in IT, what's the problem with you? Microsoft, like no, that's not, that's not how it goes. Isn't it? But yeah, so when I when I when I told them I was moving, they were very supportive. So that surprised me, but I yeah, they had a, a, a similar mindset. So. Mine couldn't wait to get me out of the house. Yeah, I told them I was leaving. Like, see ya, bye. <laughs> Packed me up and how took me to the airport and said, "Get out." But when I, whenever I go back, they're like, "Oh, when are you coming back? When are you coming back?" But in terms of work, like my mum doesn't know what I do. She kind of has a better idea and understanding now. Because, like, obviously with the, the film from last year and, like, just me just doing stuff and being like, oh, mum, I did this and this is where it's going to be or I'm thinking about doing this. I think, and it's more the passion projects that I do that they understand more. But if I was to say what I do for work, even I, that's quite ambiguous to me mm-hmm. and anyone working in my industry anyway. So it's kind of just like, do you know what? It's something to do with social. 
it's kind of like advertising and TV. So it's just like, nah, do you know what? Let me not even get into it too tough. But nah, I feel like they're, they're understanding a lot more than they, they have done in a, yeah. a long time. And in terms of like when the penny dropped, when they realised, oh, okay, he's actually doing something decent. Mm. I remember I took my dad to uh, Arsenal against Man City. It was the FA Cup semi-final, but um, like through... So it was that when we yeah, yeah, yeah. But through like um, work and stuff, I got, uh, what was it? What, what do they call it? Like lounge tickets? Yeah, so like, the box. Yeah, yeah, so you go, you go like you have a meal before. And then they're like, wine and you though. My dad's taking a bear serious, like, <laughs> all some fly attire, like, got his gold chain on. Because I said, yeah, dad, like, because he didn't underst- understand the concept of like, oh, what? A lounge. You go, you go and eat, like, he didn't understand it. And so when we turn up there and it's just full of bare middle class people, he like obviously feels a bit out of place. Mm. But he was like, mm. okay, like now I see how my son's moving, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like the tickets were sick. I think Arsenal ended up winning, yeah. making it to the final. And it was just like, I remember like when we when we finished, he like, he never, he would never do this normally. But he asked me to take a picture of him by the statue. Like the, yeah. I was like, that's why I know he's had a good time today. <laughs> like we was walking, it was so funny because we was walking, yeah. And we like walked past the statue and I saw him looking at it and he goes, Yaf, you can take a picture of me. <laughs> Best you know, that's going to all the family group chats. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think he made it his WhatsApp today. profile pic for a minute. Oh. And then after I was like, yeah, dad had a good time. Yeah. That do was for me, yeah. Do you lot do these things? So, like, I, I have a family group chat with my mum and my sisters, but I always post like places I go to and things I do just because like they're not going to understand. And like, unless I tell them, but also to get them jealous and that like, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, they're definitely going to be like, whoa, stuff like, yo, self-gratification. No, for sure. Yeah. For sure, I know I'd do that. Like, I heard you like this place. I go. I went there yesterday. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I just get a stiff thumbs up. Like my dad just gives me the thumbs yeah. up emoji. Oh, bro. So yeah. that, res- oh, that response so is no, jokes. Or, or, or what I get is that like, it'll be some wavy picture. And she's like, "That's nice. Have you eaten?" I'm like yeah, yeah, completely yeah, yeah, unrelated. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> so true. That, that's that's their love language, bro. <laughs> oh, I don't like that jacket you've got on there. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> Oh, like, yo, what's this haircut? <laughs> like, what's the most, like, important form of my life? Like, an award or something? What's with your haircut? All the time, just, like, send it, right? All the time. Oh, my days. I, I feel the one for me was, like, there was, was two. So, like, one in Nigeria when I was working in Nigeria um, for this beach soccer tournament. And then um, my dad was there at the time. And uh, him just seeing me, like, work out there because he hadn't, Obviously, I um, they kind of I was born in Nigeria, but I was kind of raised in England majority. So he didn't really know how how was I gonna adapt to like Nigeria. But like just yeah. him seeing me like crack the whip because like and then maybe you you'll know it a little bit because like when I want to do something like there's nothing that's getting in the way. Nobody, no one. So like um, there's this governor, Sick. there's this governor in Nigeria, and then he wanted like tickets for the event that we we're doing. Uh, but my cousin gave me like uh, particular instructions on who to give it to, and like his name wasn't on there. Mm-hmm. So this man was coming up to me, and like, everyone else was shook. He was just like, ah, "You know, I am the governor of Chinigul State, and um, where is my ticket?" I said, "I said, that's cool. Your name's not on the list. I haven't got you down." And he, everyone's in the room's just silent. It's like, "What are you saying mm-hmm. to this guy?" And then he comes in and goes. Ah, I donated 500 million naira to this year, and you're telling me there's no ticket. I said, cool story, there's no ticket. I'm going to go there. So, like, everybody was, like, in shock. And, you know, but, like, for my dad, it was, like, cool to see, okay, cool, this guy's got principles. Like, even, even, like, a governor is coming to him, and he doesn't care because that's how we've raised him, and that's how he came. So, I think that moment, he was like, okay, cool. 
And then I, I think my mum was when, um, there's been a few moments where like graduating from uni was big for her. And then also like um, getting this current role that I'm at, uh, it was also really big for her. She was like, okay, cool, I, I get it now. And then she was like telling all her friends and the WhatsApp mm-hmm. thing as well. So I think those two things stick in my mind as like key, key moments on the journey. Um, Abdul, you mentioned earlier that like, obviously you want to work with people to get some ideas and obviously to bounce off from you, other people as well. But where do you, like, who do you get inspiration from? Or where do you find inspiration? That's a good one. Friends. Yeah. Like, honestly, friends, because I bless most of my friends are creative. And even if they're not creative, they do cool creative things. Mm-hmm. And I get a lot of inspiration from them because, like, sometimes I don't want to talk about photography and stuff and like even though I'm screaming take my photos take my photos <laughs> sometimes you know take less and, <laughs> and relax but um definitely through friends Instagram is definitely like one place I used to find inspo but it's definitely not more of an inspiration thing anymore it's more like literally Instagram now it's just straight DMs just just contact people see the first five photos close that app repeat um but now inspiration is mainly like through friends experiences going uh, around traveling Amsterdam now this has been great inspiration because I feel like I used to grab a lot of inspiration like on my phone, but whereas now I, I grab a lot of inspiration for like more physical, you live like, it. reality stuff. Yeah, yeah. I live it. See. Like it's, it's just nicer that way. Plus, I feel like rather than like that way, it's more natural and I get inspiration when I don't think I need it. Whereas mm-hmm. if it's like I'm inspired, I need inspiration, I'm, I'm just not going to find it. So it's just like, you can't like force it, right? Yeah. I need to be inspired. Let me go and do this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, you don't maximize what it could have been. So that's why sometimes I like, just take a break and like throughout that break, you'll get inspiration eventually. Mm-hmm. And th- this is one I think everyone can relate to. So like, you know, so networking is a big part of what you do. And then for people listening, how do you approach someone in a way that, you know, you have, you want their help, but you don't want to make it like bait that that's all you, in a genuine way. How do you pro- approach people in a genuine way? Because I'm sure we will have examples of someone that's reached out and certain names come up and you're just like, <laughs> delete but like how do you come at, up at least when and dime you first or something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I feel like some people are too savage with it straight up or like I don't know like, I, I try to go in a, like a nice manner like if I first meet you and like you work with a brand and I know like you know eventually in the future I want to hit you up I won't speak to you about it then I'd rather just get to know you as a person mm-hmm. see what type of person you are first because at the end of the day like you're not working with the brand you're working with that person and a brand that's going to hire you and, like, you're supposed to build a relationship and think of that person first before, like, you know. Because at the end of the day, like, yeah, I want to work with Nike, but Nike ain't going to hire me. It's the guys that work at Nike or the guys that, like, trust in me or have faith in me that work with me. So I'll just, like, literally just be friends with you, chill and hang with you. And I'd only hit you up when I feel like it's the perfect time and when I feel like I can give you 100% and go hard. Like, I won't be like, hey, I want to shoot for you, man, but really not have an idea. And I'll more come to you like a proposal, like, yo... I mean, in these new gift things, etc. I think it would shoot this campaign is a whole concept and proposal. So coming in with like a whole project and idea more than like a, hey, I, like, hey, I'm a photographer. I'd like to shoot for you. I'm like, mm. hey, I'm a photographer. I've done these so-and-so for these things. Here's a new idea or concept I'll have here. I think it would suit. Here's a few like test shots or previous shots and let's get the ball rolling from there. You know, I think it's an important one because um, maybe something like, people who are looking to make movements as well. And then uh, it's still like a people kind of world. So like knowing how to talk to people in a genuine mm-hmm. way. And we're talking about selling in your ideas. And that's like a key aspect of it. And I think we all have examples of like people who have like shot the gun too early and like you can just clock their intentions from that. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, it's going to be a bit longer too. <laughs> but, but like, it's so, about to be a longer one. <laughs> <laughs> it's about to be a cold summer. But like, um, so I think how you approach people and doing it in a genuine way is a really important skill to learn. And I don't know if you guys have any advice on how do you approach that because the company I work is like a large part of the culture. And then um, we hosted a talk where people were generally wondering like, this is a really big intimidation thing for them. How do I approach this conversation? Mm. You know, I want something from this person, but how do I approach that? So I think, do you guys have any tips in general? Yeah, I think just keep it organic, man. Like, I love what you said about, you don't just, it's not transactional for you. You actually get to know the person because then, Mm. then you see whether you actually want to work with them because your values might not align. Mm -hmm. And I think um, even that Stormzy example is a good one where you like went to a few things you like got the vibe and then you felt comfortable because you wouldn't you wouldn't just say I want to come on tour with you like, I'll be you shook bro yeah. so this tour bro like yo <laughs> I have to wait till he starts like you know busting jokes with me <laughs> exactly so I feel like it's just getting the right vibe from people and making things happen organically like it's okay to have an end goal with what you potentially want to do with someone but it shouldn't be like the first thing you should actually just mm. connect with them on a real level like learn from them maybe they can learn from you and then when the time feels right then you like you said you kind of come like with that build proposal. your way yeah, to yeah. get into that yeah, yeah definitely um, I think from my side I'm just really curious to know like what do you do when you feel as though because it's basically your job to be creative now right? yeah. I feel as though that comes with some pressures as well because everyone comes to you for like a really creative cool vision or idea mm-hmm. like how do you like do you ever get burnout from that like, is your mind always doing overtime I'm just kind of interested to dig a bit deeper into your mind definitely I feel like I'm over like it's going to be now where I feel like I'm never not working like mm. work's just part of like you know I, uh, I wake up I brush my teeth and I take photos like it's stuff will become that of a routine but I definitely had a burnout but I, I, it came to it was actually recent I think like Jan- December I was broken, bro. Like, I feel like non- since summer, non-stop working, banging out work, it's been, like, the most successful, like, year of my life. But at the same time, it took its toll on my body. Mm-hmm. It definitely taught me, like, now, the way my mindset and everything is now. I felt like, like you said, there's that main mission, and I kept on doing these side missions that took me away from the main mission. So now I'm just trying to stick to that main mission now. Mm-hmm. So, like, obviously, like, these little jobs or these things are, like, yeah, they're cool and stuff, but it's not, like, the end goal, and it's kind of distracting you. So it's just trying to, like evaluate like yo is it actually worth doing it or like should I rather than spending like the next 10 days working on this project could I put those 10 days into my own project but it's kind of hard because sometimes you know when there's money in front of you like yo you do overtime and etc so I'm trying to like put that same work and mindset into like my own passion projects because I need to be banging them out the same way when there's a deadline and you're you're doing everything to make sure you know you can secure that bag at the end Mm -hmm. so what would be the not the end goal, but where would you like to take things? Because at the moment it sounds like it's basically you doing everything. Mm-hmm. Like, would you maybe look to expand? And- <clears throat> so a year ago, I started a brand called Take More Photos, which is like an online offline community for creatives and photographers. We feel like the scene in London, you've got a grime scene, you've got the streetwear guys, you've got the fashion guys, but the creative scene don't really have a hub. And it's crazy because the creatives are the one that's making everyone behind all those scenes yeah, blow up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They're behind the big campaigns, the ideas, the yeah. projects. And not just the photographers, but I'm talking about like the directors, the stylists, the makeup artists, the managers, the producers, all these so other true. creative people. So we wanted to give a platform from that. And two, when I started this creative life, it was kind of lonely trying to find like, you know, your gang or other people. So we wanted to create a platform that other young creatives have been doing that. So I've kind of st- taken a step back from Abdul to do Take My Photos full-time because it's just nicer because we've done, like, workshop, we've done events, we've done, like, 
literally one day we just wanted to get drunk so we did like a creative networking session and like 300 people pulled up and it was, wow. it was mad Sick. and we did a probably the proudest thing we did last year was a workshop um competition and workshop with Lovebox where we I don't know you don't know how um festivals obviously mm-hmm. in this city the way it gets this is so easy it's like yeah, yeah, it's crazy. insane but in the UK it's like you have to fight but um mm. luckily <laughs> I've got a good relationship with Lovebox and I've been shooting them for like the last three years and this year well last year they hit me up to shoot and I was like no I just want to enjoy it, but take my photos can we do something together so we did a competition to invite 30 photographers, give them a photo and press pass and invite a plus one to enjoy the festival and actually see how it is like to, you know, shoot a festival That's from yeah. the person the artist. And it's sick because one of the girls ended up going on tour with Slotai because of that, wow. which sick. was insane. Sick. So That's trying to do dope, more man. like interesting stuff like that because obviously I love photography, but not all the time. And I realized like now my, my skills is people and projects and producing. And like if I can put everything together and everyone else benefits and enjoys it, I'd be more than happy to just sit back and like, yeah. like you know, watch it happen rather than mm. be like, you know, I don't want it to be like me, 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 or like I'm the star of it. I'd rather like the whole project itself is its own thing. Yeah. I think the, the consistent thing that I've heard from you throughout the whole conversation is people. Yeah. Um, and I think we're all big believers of that as well. Like mm. we're, we're all basically here because of someone. Like someone's endorsed us or helped us along our journey. Like you just talk about how important people have been for your journey and also like how it will continue to be Definitely. even just from like you know i don't know the answers to everything some people will give me advice i'm in a situation or predicament that help me i don't know how to do certain skills or something like you know once you've got friends and it's easy to be, just be able to talk or even like sometimes you're down or low you're like bro I, I i'm in a i'm in a sticky one or like mm. situation so it's nice to have friends and people that you can like rely to and help off and sometimes it's like just favors like you know you do them a favor they do your favor and it's not like I'm doing you a favor because I want something in return. Or it's just like you just do it naturally because like you fuck with that person and you genuinely want to like help them like win and shine and grow. So friends is definitely like a good thing. Plus like like I said, my whole career and everything's be- being because of friends. And even the way like our office is now, our office is always like at least four or five people in there. And sometimes I don't know who who these people are, but like <laughs> it's always like friends of mine, friends, and it's just like having that nice like creative like seeing because I got tired of going to coffee shops and being alone yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I feel you and then um, so fast forward to when you came to Amsterdam for the first time uh, and then I think something that we can all answer but how did you build that network because I mentioned that you when you move somewhere where you're not used to you're starting from scratch you don't know anyone how did you approach building up a network here so the first few times I came here you know typical tourists getting better demand them in, 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 in central and stuff <laughs> I think um, as I came here, I'd meet more and more people. Like, you know, I'd meet one person, then two. I'd come back and then see them again. I think there was one point where, like, a couple of people I knew from Amsterdam came to London for Fashion Week, and I met, like, a whole squad of them there, and that's when I first got introduced to, like, all the DP guys. Because um, Hussein, Abder, Jeff, um, Nathan, all of them came up to London, had a good time showing them around time, and then it just became a thing, like, every time I come to Amsterdam, I'd see them and they'd introduce me to more people. They would come to London one day in London. I'd show them a good time. And it was just like going back and mm-hmm. forth. But I definitely say like, like you said a thing earlier, Nathan, about, um, not Nathan, Stephen, <laughs> about like planting seeds. So like I'd say first time I came here, it's was like planting seeds. And every time I came back, it's like watering them. Mm-hmm. And slowly like it turns into like trees or plants and like a network like Sick. grows and grows. Did you know that when you came when you came here? Did you know that you were going to like start building no a idea. network? No, like no idea. I mm-hmm. think like most of these things you realize only afterwards once it works they're like oh sh-. so I was actually doing this and this during that time so it was more of a sense of like 
I didn't have the intention, but once I started to see that, oh wait, things are you know there's 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 a there's a there's a pattern here, or there's like a thing that seems to be working. So that's definitely one thing I've realized. So every time I come here, like like even now, just trying to always meet up with people, trying to even help people, friends or projects, like here now, perceiving like yo, can I come on a podcast? Like yo, what's up? Or even like the other day, a friend does like some fashion line. I'm just like yo, I want to see a new collection. Just trying to like see what everyone's about because sometimes it's just nice to like take a step back and see people do their thing rather than like you yeah, know your yeah, thing yeah what's like um what's like traveling to different countries done for your photography definitely sure like new cultures new places mm. new like experiences helps me see things in like a different way but mm. also like i think uh you look can all agree i feel like Londoners are kind of <laughs> in like a bubble where they think london is the center yep. of the world in europe <laughs> and that there's like a whole world outside of there and i feel like you can definitely tell when someone's from like has traveled out of London, like the way their mindset and the mm. way they are compared to people that like think that it's just London, London, London. And I get a lot of my inspiration from all these other cities. And I feel like being able to do that and then bring that stuff back home has definitely like differentiated me from most people. Bro, you might as well just be the fifth member of our Yeah, home. trust me, bro. Like, <laughs> hey, no, 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 everything that we always say. Monthly features. And I have to come through, bro. Trust me. But I think that's, that's like, for all of us, right, we're all getting about and going to these different places and yeah just using our environments and our surroundings mm. as inspiration for what we want to do on, on a day-to-day basis so mm-hmm. i think we always try to encourage people to you know try out new things step out of their comfort yeah zone. they might not like it but at least they've learned from that mm-hmm. you know? mm-hmm. as jokes you said that one of my friends dropped a bar literally like was it steven at the beginning no no no, no. <laughs> fuck steven <laughs> <laughs> On a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, life is like pick a mix. You, you, you gotta try everything to know what you do like and what you don't like. So like obviously all of us we when we did internships or studying or doing these things, we're trying out all these things, leaving our comfort zone to see like mm-hmm. what we do like, what we don't like. Or even me with photography, trying out all these different realms and stuff and realizing I don't like music. But <laughs> everything else is like it's like that. So definitely like leaving your comfort zone is probably the most important thing. Because if you guys didn't leave like your London comfort zone or come to Amsterdam, I don't think you'd be doing like the great, amazing things you would have been doing. Now. Obviously, you still would have, but yeah. like it's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. And what would your advice be? Or like mm-hmm. even people who might feel creative, like what, what would your advice be to those people to really like pursue that mm-hmm. journey of creativity? Because I feel so, that's always an ongoing thing. But like, how would you really like advise them on, on what to do and how to really tap into their creativity? You're a human being capable of achieving anything. Nobody will stop you. And the only person that will stop you is yourself. The internet has all the information you need. There's no excuses. Now is the best time to start anything. Um, tomorrow isn't guaranteed, so you might as well start today. And yeah, um, take time because, you know, it is going to be a long journey and process. And at the end of the day, like, you know, even if you've done it for like three months, six months, like a year, and you feel like giving up, just think back at where you were like a year ago, six months ago, and the you back then would definitely be proud of the you now. And it would tell yourself like, yo, don't stop, don't give up. Because you could be like, you know, one or two moves away from like blowing up or like, you know, going crazy. So definitely like have faith, take time, um, trust the journey and believe in the process. And also the most important thing I've definitely realized is like don't, don't think about the end goal because like the journey is probably way more enjoyable than the end goal. Lately, like I've achieved like some crazy stuff, and by the time I've achieved it, I'm like, 
it didn't bang as much as it did in my dream when I was thinking yeah. about it. But I, I realized, like, yo, am I going crazy? Am I going mad? Am I depressed or something? But it's just more in the sense of, like, now, just the whole journey and process, the grind, the office hours with the friends, the planning, all of that was actually more fun than the actual final, like, piece. That's great. Oh, so sick. That is so dope. Yeah, really it's the Amsterdam weed, bro. <laughs> 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 so what, like, it's so true when you say, like, because like, if you were in music, like, your whole life you're chasing the record deal, right? Yeah. Then you get a record deal. Then you're like, all right, cool. But then you get the album. When you release the album, it's like, I need to get the Grammy or the, yeah. the Brit. Like, it just yeah, keeps yeah, yeah. And yeah. even though you finally reach those levels, you just keep on looking. You won't be satisfied like, ever. Next? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you won't ever be satisfied if all this, like, I see it like Gallon. Like, you can chase, 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 but you ain't going to ever be satisfied until, like, you know, you just accept, like, mm. that painting you have that's there for you and you, you, you're good at it. That's a weird analogy, but... <laughs> <laughs> but it's a real one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, even with work and brands and, and stuff, or, or even just, like, just people in general, like, back in the day when I was young, I'd be chasing these people, brands, like, yeah, I want to work with you, I want to work with you, like, I want to do this and that, like, bending my back out and shit, like, just to, like, get the acceptance when I realised that, like, there's other people here that are willing to give me like 100% control and like mm-hmm. fuck with me heavy and those are the ones like, you know, if I do it with them, I can actually go harder. Like let's say, for example, Nike offered me like a mad deal or something, but you know, it's, it's Nike, it's big, it might not be as as you think because sometimes, sorry to shout out your job workplaces and that, but like, you know, like when there's a big brand, the project might not be like fully yours, whereas if you work for something smaller, you might then have like full control and you can, you can do more of it. So sometimes it's like, thinking like you know mm-hmm. this is a big thing better but if i had something smaller can i then make it into a bigger thing because of that and then um the one that we always ask everybody is in saying uh kind of seeing what our concept is what we're trying to do like what advice would you have for us trying to uh grow this channel uh impact on people like what advice would you have now that you've come inside the home uh what advice would you have for us it's sick because um you know how the london podcast scene is everyone's starting podcasts now mm. everyone's getting spotify billboards um <laughs> but i feel like this podcast is nice because the way it's like guys in london from guys from london and amsterdam you know actually bands and the conversations are pretty nice and i was just to a podcast because it can, it can go from like just funny everyday shit to savage stuff and just it's always you know cool and interesting to hear people's stories and perspective but i definitely say like maybe get a visual podcast because that would be pretty sweet and like pretty easy to do and I'll show you like how and two, just like keep on inviting like every time all the Londoners come into town or the big cats, I feel like definitely always bring them into the podcast which you have been doing mm-hmm. but that's definitely a nice way to like, you know, have it like even though you're not in London, there's still Londoners coming here and listening to it here plus like it's sick that, you know, you can also talk about the Dutch culture and vibe because I think it's yeah. very yeah. similar to London. And also London can definitely learn a lot of, a lot from the sea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. true, true. You heard it from man. the fifth member of our home, guys. <laughs> <laughs> last, last question, last question. Yeah. Throw back to you lot. Um, piece of advice you'd say to, like, like I had mine, piece of advice you'd say to, like, a young, younger self or another person in your shoes trying to do, you know, this whole creative hustle in life. I think for me is the I've mentioned it before, but that moment where you realize your own source, because mm. uh, like yeah, no, because like a lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot of the time um, you go for like people's approval or you just don't feel because you're young, you feel like you're not good enough or there's more people more experienced than you. But I just say like now it's never been a time where people have been so empowered. Um, you can literally start up your own channel, it can bang, and then you become the people that brands come to. Mm. So I just say like believe in your source and then work on your craft and then I would have just 
if I was my younger self, I would have just had more faith in my own abilities mm-hmm. rather than constantly chasing others for validation. Yeah, I think every day you just got to be working at that, like working at your craft. Yeah. I think it's so easy for you to get sidetracked watching other people and looking at how other people's lives are going or how their success is going compared to your, your, your own. But like every single day, if you're just chipping away, like chiseling, 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 you're refining, 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 refining. Like you're going to get to where you want to be. Like, So I feel like you just have to take time, be patient, understand where you want to go and move within your own path. So that would be my advice to myself, I guess. I kind of second what Stephen said about knowing your, not your value, but like knowing what you can bring to a table. Um, but then on top of that, it's like just organically going through the through that process because I feel as though, especially now, like people are super driven mm. and you you don't want overnight success, but you want to see results of what you're doing or, or where it's going to take you at least. But actually, your biggest opportunity could be tomorrow and you, you have no idea. Yeah. Like someone might hit you up and say, yo, I've got this project. I would love for you to work mm. on it. And you, you can never foresee those things. So I think it's just remaining patient. Like I'm always a guy in the past where it's just like, okay, at this age, I want to do this. Then I want to do this. And I think once you set those kind of things, you really just kind of limit and you work towards mm. that framework. Mm-hmm. And you kind of um, you, you kind of eradicate any possibilities of working outside of that framework that you've put, you've put on yourself. Um, so it's more just understanding that things are, what's for you is going to find you, mm. you know? And like every time you maybe have something that's not going in the direction that you wanted it to go in, that's happening for a reason. And I think mm-hmm. it's just like telling my younger self to understand that and not think, fuck, man, why is this taking so long? Yeah, 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 So, yeah, that would be mine. Um, for me, I guess it would just be like, because um, when I was younger, I used to, a lot of times, I would like sit on opportunities or projects because, like, I, I want it to be like, I want it to be like, um, I want it to be seen in a certain way. But at the same time, you don't be your own enemy because if you, if you don't show stuff, People will ever people 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 will never like know stuff. You understand? And like you could have a great idea, and like if you release it and it's flawed but has potential, that's a lot better than a great idea because mm. they could it's tangible. They could touch it. And uh, I'd always say like um, consistency is key, and um, because like a lot of times I think I'm, I'm sure you've had this map before. Like maybe someone sees something, but they don't reach out at that moment. They just want to keep on seeing yeah. and your output and the rate and the quality of. Because they want to see, okay, this is a, this is a cool um, exhibition, this is a cool project, but in three months, is he still grinding? Is he still working? Mm-hmm. So, like, and I guess even to us, we can take this advice. Like, we should keep on pushing because maybe people are looking at what you're doing, mm-hmm. but they'll just wait to see, yeah, 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 like, how how much you are in that endeavor. Yeah. So once again, I'll just say like, if, if like you have to just um, if you don't show stuff, um, um, people won't people won't know stuff. So just keep like work on your ideas. Like don't come out with rough stuff, but. At the end of the day, you have to like you have to post it and publish it because that's how you'll be seen. Mm. Yeah. Facts, man. All right. <laughs> You're listening to the Out of Home podcast with your boys, Kieran, Yaf, Stephen, and Kwame, and our fifth member Jeez. of the pod. Come on. Mavdo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Once every fortnight. <laughs> <laughs> you London boys are crazy. All right, come on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.